you anoint each other in mud. Um, our particular one, he had me doing a face plant into the mud. He had our whole teams um, lying down and rolling through the mud and uh, everybody's laughing and having a great time and you kind of get over that. Uh, you know, some people aren't so sure about getting dirty. From there, they just, uh, you know, get you going and you go off out on the course. Episode 127, a holiday flashback with Michael Pierce and Mud Runs. This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, brought to you by 180TAC. Get out there and have some fun. Hey guys, it's Travis. I hope you had a great Christmas and that Santa was good to you. I wanted to bring back the Michael Pierce episode where he talked about Muckfest and mud runs. Mud runs are a great way to spend some time outdoors with your family and enjoy a little bit of adventure together. So have a listen. Welcome to another edition of the Adventure Sports Podcast. Today we have Michael Pierce. Michael Pierce is a team manager for Mucking for Michael's Mom. He ran in the mud run called the Muckfest for the second year in a row this May 16th. He's also on the board of trustees for the Colorado and Wyoming chapter of the Multiple Sclerosis Society. Michael, welcome. Good morning, Travis. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So let's tell people a little bit about what Muckfest is. It is a type of mud run. So can you go into a little bit about what that is? Absolutely. It's, uh, and you'll probably hear me say this a lot, but it, it is a ton of fun. That's, if nothing else, that, that's the big thing you should get from, from what I talk about. But it's, it is a 5K obstacle course through the mud. Um, there are anywhere from 15 to 20 obstacles that they put up, uh, through there. And, um, it's everybody, you know, every, uh, ability level can go through this. So it's everybody from people who do this all the time and do some of the big things like tough mutter and Spartan races. Uh, and you can challenge yourself physically and really go after it, or you can be like me and you can roll off the couch and go have a great time while raising money for a great cause. <laughs> well, that sounds like a good balance. So you get people that are used to running 5Ks, used to doing athletic things on a daily or weekly basis, um, all the way down to, hey, I just heard about this thing you know, a week ago, and I think I'd like to go try it out. Yeah, absolutely. And even our team, we naturally tend to break into three groups. There's a group that takes off. We, you know, we have runners, walkers, and, and uh, joggers. So there's a group that takes off and runs and go, tries to go as fast as they can. Um, most of us are kind of in that jogging, walking range. Um, and then there's another set of folks who just walk the entire course. Um, it's really, it's not about, uh, how fast you go. It's really going through with a group of friends, having a great time and laughing at each other. And I, this year they changed the tagline for the event. And I think they really nailed it. They say this event is built for laughs, um, and that's really what it's about, just getting a good group of friends going through the obstacles, and, and they're all really just – every obstacle is an excuse to fall down in the mud. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, uh, and that, you know, 
just sitting there with a group of friends and uh, you know laughing at the various ways you get through the obstacles and and when somebody falls down we all laugh help each other up and then move on to the next one. That's great. So def- teamwork definitely uh, factors in while you're doing this. Yeah, it's um, from my team. That's been the number one feedback is just having the group of people to go through and whether that's three or four friends um, that you have a good time with to a team of our size. We had 200 people this year, um, which was uh, crazy huge, that is but uh, it was, uh, you know, it's, it, it is all about having a good time with your friends. Wow. So you guys had a team of 200 this year. How many ran the, the Denver race? Um, actually that, is, that is just the Denver race um, that we had 200 people for. Um, I, our team is actually spread out now into four cities. Um, the other cities haven't run yet. We have another team in New Jersey, um, a team in Houston and a team in St. Louis, which are some of the other cities where Muckfest takes place. Um, but just the Denver team was 200 people. Wow. On your team. So how many ran the race in its entirety of all the teams together in Denver? Oh, uh, all the teams in Denver, we had about 3000 people this year. Wow. Um, it's about a thousand people more than we had last year. And we'll raise, uh, somewhere the Denver event will raise somewhere in the neighborhood about three or $400,000 for the national MS society. Wow. That's great. Well, I think that's uh, that's one of the cool things about it is uh, I was telling you a little bit earlier that you know my wife and I with some friends used to ride the MS150, and although it was awesome, it was a great experience, one of the coolest things I've ever done. Um, it took a lot of training getting up to it. You know, we were occasional mountain bikers, you know, not out every day or you know by any means, but it took us a while to to train for that and lead up to the ride. And one really cool thing about doing a, a mud run like this for the MS Society is that like you said, you can pretty much just roll off the couch. If this is not something you've you've done or dealt with or trained for, then you know, just get registered and go have fun. You're not competing, it doesn't matter what when you finish, as long as you have fun, get through there with your team and raise a lot of money for the MS Society. Yep. No, that, that's exactly it. Um, and you're right. The, the bike MS events, um, it, it generally does take some training. Um, you at least want to get, uh, your rear end used to sitting on a bike seat, um, for a long period of time. Um, and this is a great event in that it is something that you can, um, really just, uh, you know, sign up for, get out there and do it. If you've got a couple of friends and, uh, have an adventurous spirit. This is a great thing to go do. Yeah, absolutely. So how did you get involved with it? What triggered your desire to step in and do a mud run like this? It um, actually was uh, two years ago. I was, um, you know, trying to get myself in shape. I was trying to do some running on the weekends. Um, and so I was had in mind, it would be fun to do a 5k of some sort. And, you know, I hadn't really been, I've seen pictures of friends on Facebook doing color runs and mud runs and all these sorts of things. And just happened to stumble on, uh, an ad for this muck fest, uh, and saw that it was to benefit the national MS society. And my mom has MS. So for me, it was a perfect coming together of a good fun run that was helping me, uh, stay motivated to get in shape um, and ultimately uh, to do something, uh, which I was really searching for a way to do something to help my mom with, with her MS. So how's your mom doing? Um, she's doing great. Uh, she, uh, 
Um, she's actually a bit of an odd case. Um, she was diagnosed when she was 75 uh, with MS. Most people get diagnosed between the ages of 20 and 50. So it uh, got to her a little bit late. Um, and she has a pretty slow progressing version of it. Um, her two symptoms are she has some mobility issues in her left leg uh, that make it a little bit difficult for her to walk. And uh, her biggest symptom is one you can't see, but it, she has cognitive issues. Um, so her short-term memory and things are a little bit tough here and there. But um, all in all, you know, she turned 80 this past June. She'll probably shoot me for saying that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, she's doing great. She still uh, gets out there and enjoys life. And um, she was actually at the Muckfest to watch us all uh, flounder through the mud this year. Uh, that's great. That's good for her. Yeah, I was uh, I was wondering if she was able to come out and watch. So it sounds like she's doing uh, fairly well with it. It's a it is a really rough disease, and I hope that uh, that all of these things coming together to raise money for MS uh, you know, f- do find a cure for it, and uh, it'll make our our progress uh, yeah. a lot better. Sounds yeah. like you guys are doing a lot for it. Yeah, and and it is that is something that's great about the the National MS Society. They do amazing things with the money that that's raised. Um, a big chunk of it, about twenty five cents on the dollar, gets goes towards research. So they are they are the huge push behind finding a cure. Um, just you know, five or ten years ago, there there weren't really any therapies for MS, um, and those that were you know, you had to inject yourself every day. Now there are 12 therapies, many of which are oral. So you can just take a pill um, and it makes, uh, and they are all having an impact on the symptoms. No cure yet. Um, We keep working towards that, but uh, definitely uh, helping everyone live the best life possible uh, once they're diagnosed with MS. Yeah, at least if uh, if we haven't found a cure yet, to be able to make the you know day in the life of a NMS sufferer a little bit better, I mean that's that's a large leap forward as we're yep. as we're looking for that cure. That's awesome. So tell us a little bit about multiple sclerosis. Um, I think a lot of us have heard the heard the disease, the name of the disease, but a lot of us may not really understand what it entails, what it's all about, and how it affects the the person. That's a great question, Travis, because actually it's my mom that has MS and uh, until she was diagnosed and actually even after she was diagnosed, I didn't know much about it until I got involved in Muckfest. That was really for me the the way to get connected and learn more about the disease. Um, It's a chronic neurological disease and basically what's going on is the the person's um, immune system is attacking their nervous system. And uh, the best analogy I have for it and something that we all have experience with, um, you know, the the cord that you use to charge your phone, right? Um, You know, over time, that coating on the outside, because you've wrapped it around and bent it a few times, tends to break, right? And then the wires inside start to lose their connection. And what happens? Your phone doesn't charge anymore, right? That's basically the same thing that's going on inside a a person's brain that has MS. The coating around their nerves is called myelin, and that's what the immune system attacks. And once that coating's gone, you have your wires or your nerves are uh, exposed, and they end up getting damaged. Um, And every time that happens, you're losing a connection inside of your, your nervous system. 
Um, and uh, there's a person here in Denver who calls it the snowflake disease because depending on which nerves are being attacked, every person with MS has slightly different symptoms. Really? So it's like a snowflake. Yeah, every, every no two people have the same experience with MS. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't realize that. Yeah, so the, the symptoms can be some things as simple as fatigue, uh, just because your body gets uh, really tired uh, dealing with this, um, to uh, you, mobility issues, and those are the, the ones that people see. Uh, my mom has that. Her She has mobility issues with her left leg. Um, to cognitive issues, which are, are symptoms that you can't see. Uh, she has some issues with short-term uh, memory and um, things like that, that, uh, you know, really anything involving your nervous system, which is for the most part, everything about you, right? Um, it can, it can be affected by MS. So it's, uh, it, it really can change a person's life. Yeah. It's got to be uh, absolutely madly frustrating to deal with it. Yeah. And, and yet, you know, the, the people that I have met, um, since getting involved with the local chapter and, and getting to meet more and more people that have it and or really just being involved in Muckfest. Uh, one of the big things that has come from that is I, I had no idea how many people in my life have MS. Friends, um, friends, wives, you know, this, that, and the other. I, it's amazing the number of people that I've found out that are I'm connected to personally that I had no idea had MS. Um, and yet, some of them that have some of the most debilitating uh, forms of the disease are some of the most optimistic uh, people that I've ever met in my life. They really taught me a lot <laughs> about living a better life, and uh, and I don't have nearly the struggles that they do. So it's 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 amazing. Um, the people and, and really that's one of the beautiful things about the National MS Society. Um, I'd say. That, the role is not really for them to help people. It's to really support them and give them the tools and knowledge and everything that they need to live the best possible life that they can live. Um, and, and it's amazing to see how uh, everybody that I've met um, in the society and, and folks that have the disease, that really is their mantra that they're living their life by. It's, it's pretty amazing and a humbling thing uh, to experience. Yeah, that's well put. And it is, uh, it's inspirational at the same time. You know, you see somebody out there dealing with that disease and they're still keeping good spirits, spirits high. And, you know, a lot of them are getting out and still participating in events like this or the rides and whatnot. And you find them out on the course and you're thinking, wow, you know, that is inspiring because here I am, I have a, you know, fully intact body with no ailments, you know, and I might be on my couch complaining about, you know, having to get up and do something like this. And then you find out that there's people out there that are suffering with the disease that are out there doing it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And there are, that, that was the other surprising thing for me on the first year that I did the event, how many people out there on the course have MS. Um, and uh, this year they, they did something to make them a little more visible. They, they were giving out special bandanas uh, for folks living with MS just so we could have a better appreciation for that. And it was amazing to see how many of those bandanas were out there. And every time I felt tired walking up the hill or doing something, I, I would see somebody with one of those go by me and say, okay, <laughs> like you say, I've got nothing wrong. I need to be, uh, I need to be moving along here and quit complaining. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Step it up, you whiner. <laughs> exactly. 
Well, that's a great thing about these events. They they provide that inspiration, um, but they they not only raise money for for MS, but they also provide that education and awareness. We found that during the the ride that we did a few years uh, back, and it was it was the same thing. We didn't I didn't know much about MS, but just by being involved and getting involved in doing the event, you learn a lot more about it. While you're you know after the the run or the ride, you're you're relaxing with your beer or your or your drink, and you're listening to speakers uh, talk about. MS and and about how people deal with it and and what it does to people. So it's a big education experience at the same time. Yeah, and that's a, a big mission for Muckfest itself. Um, and one of the things I'm helping with the local chapter as well, trying to figure out the best way because and it does attract a different demographic than the other events that the MS Society puts on. Um, this tends to be a bit younger crowd. Um, the twenties and thirties are the ones who are into all these fun runs. And, and predominantly that's a lot of the people here. Although I say it's, you see everything from 12 to uh, 70 and 80 going out on the course, but the, the big bulk of them are younger. And the, and the best thing about that is it, it's an opportunity to create awareness and uh, a perfect alignment because that's the crowd that typically that, that's where folks are typically being diagnosed in that age range, twenties and thirties, forties. Um, and those are the folks who seem to come to this event. So it's, it's a great way to build awareness, uh, and, and make sure everybody understands what, what this disease, uh, is all about. Yeah, absolutely. For 20 years, Bent Gate Mountaineering has been outfitting climbers, skiers, backpackers, and outdoor enthusiasts with the gear they need. Whether climbing an 8,000-meter peak or buying your first backcountry ski setup, Bent Gate is here to help. Bent Gate is continuing to offer free BC 101 sessions this winter, teaching backcountry ski boot and binding setup, avi safety and beacon practice, clothing systems, and tips and tricks to make your days more enjoyable. If you don't own the gear, Bent Gate offers a full range of rental and demo equipment. Bent Gate also has free demo ski days at local resorts to give you a chance for hands-on experience. Be sure to check bentgate.com for our full product selection as well as updates on all these events. This episode of the Adventure Sports Podcast is brought to you by 180TAC.com. 180TAC manufactures premier backpacking and emergency products. Whether you need a backpacking stove for your week-long trek on the trail or an emergency stove for your bug-out bag, we have the tools you need. Visit www.180tack.com.
So paint us a picture a little bit. So you're attending your first muck fest. What is mm-hmm. what does it look like? Uh, registration, how do you, you know, getting teams together, showing up on day one. What can people expect? Yeah. So the putting a team together is incredibly easy. Uh, you just go to muckfestms.com um, and there's a registration process. You just you know, they, they do a great job with the website. Um, so it's really easy. You can sign up and you just say you want to make a new team um, and that's it. And then you just uh, you share your link with all your friends and they can sign up and join your team. And from there, you use the same website to uh, to get to ask folks for donations for the National MS Society. Uh, okay, um, yeah. So that process is incredibly easy um, from there. um you know, day one and actually showing up for the event. Uh, they do a great job. They've got a huge crew of volunteers for the check-in process. Um, our team, we qualify for premier check-in, which is supposed to be faster, but they, they really have so many people there. Everybody's treated like a premier, uh, and you get checked in pretty quickly. Um, and, uh, then you move, you go on into the festival area and they, um, this year they added a bunch to it. It was good to begin with. And they just added a bunch to the festival area. There's music going, there's all sorts of tents with food, um, big teams and, and teams that have won special awards have their own tents that they can hang out in. Um, and then there's, you know, this year we had, uh, travelers as our national beer sponsor. I'm a big beer guy. So that was, a even at six in the morning, it was happy to see that their tent was right next to ours. <laughs> nice. Um, and then, and like I said, and then they have a, a big, huge uh, thing playing music and it's just a great time. Um, and probably one of the best parts of the event is loading up into the, the starting shoot. They, they start off waves about every half hour starting at nine o'clock and, I think this year we went to about two o'clock starting off and each wave is um, about 200, 250 people. Um, And the guy that they have is kind of the MC does an amazing job of just getting everybody to do really silly, fun things right there at the starting line before you get going. So you, you anoint each other in mud. Um, Our particular one he had me doing a face plant into the mud. <laughs> he had our whole teams um, lying down and rolling through the mud and uh, everybody's laughing and having a great time. And you kind of get over that. Uh, you know, some people aren't so sure about getting dirty. Um, he gets you over that in a hurry. And then, uh, you know, they get you uh, from there. They just, uh, you know, get you going and you go off out on the course. Uh, that's awesome. So what kind of obstacles can people expect to come across out there? Yeah, there are, uh, and it's another area that I, that the company behind this event 360, they do an amazing job every year of taking feedback and on the obstacles and continuing to improve them or add new ones. So this year we had three new, um, obstacles that they added to it. One of them was a zip line, which was pretty cool. Um, there was another one called crash landing that, uh, you jumped off of a platform into one of those big inflatable things. Like you see, uh, the stuntmen do in movies. And from there you had to get off of that and crawl through the mud. Um, and then there are others where that are, uh, you know, rope ladders that you climb. Um, there's, uh, one, 
another fun thing about Muckfest, it's a lot of tongue in cheek uh, and innuendos and so forth. So one of the other big fun ones is called Big Balls. And uh, it's these big, I would say they're probably 15 foot inflatable balls that they have hanging. And you, you know, you have to run through them and you're bouncing off of them and somebody else is shoving one of them into you and you fall down in the mud. And, <laughs> and, and bottom line, that really is what uh, most of the obstacles in, in Muckfest are really just a great excuse to fall down in the mud. Um, and that's the best part of going through with your team is that uh, you go, you fall down in the mud, you laugh at each other and all these creative ways that you've gotten dirty, you help each other up and then you go on to the next one. So it's, uh, and that really is the, the best part of the experience is going through with your friends and, and uh, getting dirty and, and laughing. Yeah, I was watching some of the videos on it. Um, in fact, uh, for people that want to check it out, go on to uh to the muckfestms.com site. And there's a trailer there that, that does a good job, but you can find on YouTube, you know, different runners, uh, wore some GoPros on their heads and, and what, you know, you can watch the whole race that way. You see plenty of people on the sides taking pictures and whatnot. I assume those are available to you, but the, the, the balls that you're talking about are like these giant, uh, Chinese lanterns is, is yeah. what they kind yeah, of look like. Yep. Yeah. It looked like a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal obstacle to go through. And I think just to let your, uh, let your guard down and be willing to go down in the mud and get completely messy. And so what yep. happens when you, uh, you know, you get done with this race and you're, uh, you're covered, you know, head to toe in mud. What, what do you do then? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's, uh, Funny you say that because they every year they line up the last two or three obstacles are geared to get you as muddy as possible by the finish line. Um, so there's, uh, um, in fact, there's one that you you go through that you basically get yourself wet. Um, then the next one is called skid mark, and you 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 lie down on your back and you pull yourself through the mud with a rope, so your entire backside is is dirty. And then the <laughs> next next one you get to is belly crawl. And just like it sounds, you're crawling on your belly through the mud. Um, so you're you're literally covered head to toe. Uh, makes for great after race pictures to just see how dirty everybody gets. Yeah, exactly. Um, but then uh, after that, uh, then you and there's a nice uh, bell at the end of the race that you get to ring the bell, and um, and then they've got some some showers for you, so you can get all rinsed off, get some. Uh, clean clothes on and uh, then hang out, have a beer and and relive the day with, with all your friends. That sounds great. So you said, I think you said the, uh, the last wave started about two o'clock in the Denver scenario. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. It's, it was about that time. Yeah. Okay. So how long does a run take for the average person? Not crazy athletic and not complete couch potato. <laughs> Yeah, the it took us about an hour and a half to get through. Okay. Um and again, I'm not in great shape and when I run a 5k, I get through it in about 40 minutes. Most of that time is either um, you know, waiting to get through an obstacle or hanging out after the obstacle laughing at it, you know, as as the rest of your friends come through. So it took about an hour and a half uh to get through the whole thing. Okay. And folks that walk take about 2 hours uh two and a half to finish. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, you talk about the the skid mark obstacle. The kids are nine and eleven now, <laughs> and uh, they got a huge kick out of the the skid mark obstacle. So, 
Yeah, it's it's a lot of like you say, tongue in cheek. Especially you think about you know the word muck. There's a lot of fun things they can do with that word. Um, <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and like I said, they do they do a really good job with all the advertising and marketing. But yeah, and, and in fact, uh, if, if your kids are that age, you do have to be 12 to run through the course. Um, and but for kids that want to get messy and and aren't quite old enough yet, there is a little muckers area that they have with uh, some little obstacles and things. And this year they did a really nice job. They, um, they added in a feature that looked like a water park. It was one of those things that fills up with water and then just randomly dumps it on you. Um, oh, nice. And it uh, looked like the kids were just having a blast with that. So it's, you know, the whole family that this event's for the whole family. Um, you got stuff that the kids can do and they can get dirty. If they're 12 and up, they can run with you on the course um, spectators are highly encouraged, like you said, that, you know, tons of friends and family out along the course, uh, getting to watch everything that goes on, um, as well as those that, uh, that, that are out running the course. There's also, um, for folks that aren't physically able or I'm not sure why, but some people just don't like the mud. I'm not sure. <laughs> why, why is that? <laughs> I, I don't get it. Um, uh, but uh, for for folks that are like that, they do have an option as well to, that you can be a volunteer. So you can be one of those great folks helping check people in or handing out water on the course, um, all those sorts of things. There's a It takes a lot of people to, to make this event go. Uh, and they do a phenomenal job with it every year. It's just, it, it's so easy to participate and they, they really think of everything. And a big part of that are the volunteers. Um and the nice part about it this year was, uh, you know, you can just volunteer if you want to, but um, you can also join a team as a volunteer. So you're a full-fledged member of the team. We had about uh, 30 people sign up to be volunteers out of our 200. Um, so they were part of our team. They participated in everything we did uh, just the day of. They helped run the event instead of running in the event. Um, so it's, it's another great way to be involved and uh, help raise money because volunteers can raise money just like uh, participants uh, for the MS Society. Yeah, that's cool. So the volunteers' money actually gets applied to your team fund. Yep, exactly. Very cool. So why do it? Why would you encourage people driving around in their car, going to work, coming home from work? Why would you encourage them to get on the website and get a team registered? Lots of reasons. Um, If you haven't figured out, it's just bottom line, it's so much fun. Um, and you know, if you're someone like I was where you haven't really, you know, I used to be an athlete when I was a kid, I was a swimmer and a biker and everything. Um, but you know, life gets in the way and, uh, it was just a really easy, fun way for me to get out there and do something physical. Um, that, uh, you know, even though I said, you don't really have to train for this thing, you can just kind of hop off the couch one day and do it. But the end of it, uh, I, I really felt like I accomplished something. I pushed myself physically a little bit. Um, I found that I could get out there and do it. And since doing it for the first year, I've been uh, much, much better about getting out there and, and working out and doing things. So it's it's a great way to just jump in and, and realize and really remember how much fun it can be to just get out there, be silly, and, and do something physical. Yeah, it reminds me of... Uh... 
adults being kids. You know, we talk about kids and whether they can run in it or or partake in the uh, the, you know, the little muckers part of it, but just getting out there and, like I said, letting your guard down, letting yourself be okay with falling in the mud and flinging mud at each other. Um, just be a kid again. Get yeah. out there and have a blast, you know? Yeah, no, that that's a great way to. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that line actually from you. <laughs> Fair <Right>. enough. <laughs> that's great. So, is there a a funny happening? Is there a funny story about your a couple of years you ran in the muck fests that you'd like to share? Yeah, um, well, there's a couple of them I could share. One of them because uh, you mentioned GoPros, I had forgotten about this till you mentioned it. Uh, one of our uh, parts folks on our team had a GoPro and he, he wore it last year on his head. Um, and, uh, it, it survived until, uh, he got close to the end. Uh, there was an obstacle called swing set. And as you can imagine, it was a swing set that you stand on and you launch yourself into a big pool of water. And, uh, my friend Eric thought he would, you know, make a big splash and, and, uh, he did a cannonball into the water Uh-oh. and he immediately learned that there's a reason that the GoPro folks sell you things to make sure the cameras float. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Might've wanted to buy one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and he had one this year, but last year he did not. And uh, so his GoPro fell off of his head, went to the bottom of the water, which is very muddy water, impossible to see. Um, he, he did, uh, we did end up getting the camera back, uh, cause they drained the water when they, when the course is all done and they were able to get his, his camera. And we had a nice, you know, uh, hours worth of blackness uh, at the end of his recording, uh, as it was recording from the bottom of the water. Um, but you know, they, they make a great product and it was, uh, it was intact. We got to for everything leading up to that point. We had great video of it all. So it was a bunch of fun. Um, the other fun thing, um, is, uh, happened this year and, uh, it was another obstacle called spinners and it's, uh, just, uh, some ropes hanging down from this big thing that spins you over, um, a mud pit and water and so forth. And, and it has a ring on the end of it for you to hang on to. And my friend Todd and I were going at the same time. I was on the outside. He was on the inside. And I heard Todd starting to run a little bit. So I said, oh, yeah, that'd be fun, you know, add a little <laughs> extra oomph to this. And so I ran kind of towards the outside, and I think he was running towards the inside. And we both jumped. And right in that split second when I jumped, a bunch of physics lessons came back to me saying, if I ran to the outside and he ran to the inside, where are we both going to go? Right into the middle. Um, so we slammed into each other. Uh, we were able to hang on through the whole thing, but then it was kind of like, um, you know, those toys with the marbles where you pull one marble and then they, they all bang into each other and go back and forth. That's exactly what I was picturing. <laughs> That's exactly what we were doing through the rest of that obstacle. We just kept swinging back out and back into each other. Uh, so it was, uh, we laughed the whole way through. It was fun. Um, but, uh, it was a great time. So there's a couple of the, the funny things that have happened along the way. That's awesome. I think it's a good picture of it. And it's all about the laughs. Like you said, you're, the point is to get out there and have fun. Exactly. Exactly. They, uh, 
the tagline for the events is uh, built for laughs and I think they really nailed it. It's uh, that, that's what this one is all about. Um, having a great time. And uh, at, at the end of the day, you're having a great time raising money for a great uh, charity with the national multiple sclerosis society that, uh, you know, so you, you feel good physically for doing it. You, you feel great because you've been laughing all day. And at the end of it all, you know, you've done a good thing in, uh, helping people that are that are uh, living with MS every day and, and helping the National MS Society help them live the best lives they can live. Right, absolutely. Well, and you've gotten people off the couch. You know, for people that aren't uh, into it, it's probably a bit of a gateway to uh, to experience a little bit of an adventure this way and then, you know, take that on, hopefully to raise money, you know, in future uh, Mud Runs and Muck Fests events, but also to... Um, to get out and, and discover new adventures after experiencing this. Yeah, I, I think so. For me personally, that's been the case. Um, and, and I've had a few of my friends who have been the, oh, no, I don't get dirty types of people. That, uh, in fact, they're one of them, I, after two years, I convinced her to finally run. And, uh, it, you know, as soon as we crossed the finish line, her immediate reaction was, we got to do this next year. So it's, uh, and, and that's the number one reaction I've had from everybody that's been on our team. Um, as soon as they finish and we all kind of look at each other, they said, that was so much fun. Got to do it again next year. So next year I'm looking forward to having an even bigger team. Yeah, absolutely. I would think I, it seems like it'd be infectious. You know, I found, I found out about it, uh, while on Facebook, uh, one of my friends had run it and she had posted it. And of course that's the whole point of posting on social media for you guys yep. as it gets the word out. But I saw it and I thought, how neat, you know, it looks like an awesome thing. I had, I had seen mud runs, you know, various mud runs, whatnot, but I hadn't seen any that, uh, raised money, uh, for something. So it's, uh, what a great time, uh, to do it. You're doing it for an awesome cause and, yeah, good for you guys for putting this together and uh, and and continuing to to get people involved. Absolutely, thank you. And uh, hopefully, like so far this year, we've had it. Um, it's taken place in Boston, Denver, Philadelphia, uh, New Jersey's coming up. But if uh, you know folks in New Jersey, St. Louis, Detroit, Chicago, the Twin Cities, San Francisco, L.A., or Houston, those are all the cities for uh, the 2015 tour if you will. Um, anybody listening in one of those cities, go to muckfestms.com, start a team and get out there. Right on. So they can go to that website. They can register and, and get some questions answered that, that we may not have addressed uh, here on the podcast. Where else can they go to follow? So what is the MuckFest uh, Facebook site? If you search for MuckFest MS in Facebook, you will find it. Um, I think it's facebook.com's slash muckfest i think is the the spot on there and that's a great way to get information especially once you've signed up um it's great for folks like you say you know if if you're not quite sure what it is they got they have a bunch of pictures there as well you can see real people going through it um but once you've signed up the facebook site is a great place they're always publishing you know discount codes uh to save you a little bit of money on the registration fee and things like that um and they, they communicate all of that through that Facebook site. Awesome. Perfect. Looks like they can probably also follow you on twitter.com slash muckfestms and get some of the information there as well. Yes. They, yep. They, um, that's one of the beauties of Event 360. They, they've got all this 
social media and marketing stuff nailed down. And so for the most part, anything that goes uh, on one, one channel shows up in all of the others. Um, so it's, it's a great place to get information. And like I said, see now they're starting to publish all the stories about the folks from the, from the cities that have gone through it this year. So a great way to, to learn more about the event and uh, stay in touch once you've signed up. So, if people weren't still weren't the adventurous uh, people that we're trying to reach out to, but they're still listening in, can they go and donate money or at least go watch the events, uh, if, even if they're not going to partake? Absolutely. Um, there's uh, through the muckfestms.com site, you can donate through there. Uh, if you have a friend uh, that's participating, uh, has been trying to convince you to participate. Um, number one, listen to them. It's so much fun. Uh, but number two, if you, if not, uh, they will have a link, uh, for their, for their own fundraising sites that they can share with you to, uh, donate money. Awesome. Good. Well, I hope people take advantage of it and get out there and build a team and get involved with the Muckfest for MS. It's a great reason to get out there and just get muddy. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Travis, for helping us spread the word. Really appreciate it. Uh, my pleasure. It was fun talking about it. Well, Michael, thanks so much for swinging by and telling us about it. Hope we've encouraged people to come get involved and build their own team. And hopefully there are people out there in those cities that you mentioned uh, that are just thinking right now, I'm going to get a team going and uh, and start Excellent. raising some money from uh, for MS. Yeah, that's, I was just going to ask you, will I be seeing you out there next year? I'm glad to hear that I will. I, I think yeah, I think you heard that I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, cool. Thanks so much for swinging by and telling us all about this. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks for listening to this holiday flashback episode. Be sure to take some time and enjoy some adventure with your family during this holiday season. 